When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent route. He'll hit immediately got the handoff. You know and it's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet My name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time to talk 2022 draft With one of my favorite draft people He covers the NFL draft and college football for NBC Sports A return guest You may remember him from when he came on During the senior bowl practices To give us a breakdown Tyler Fornis Tyler, welcome back to the show, brother Hey, I appreciate you having me back, Scott. Uh, we had a really good time chatting during Senior Bowl week, and now we're getting even closer to the epitome of what that week is, the NFL Draft, and it has been a really fun ride thus far. Yeah, we had fun talking about AEW before we started recording, too, but we won't bore people with that. <laughs> That'll be a separate podcast that we record another time or something, but for now, let's talk NFL Draft, and I want to go position by position with you and talk about the different prospects. Let's start with... The position that Jets fans seem to be most fixated on right now, and that's edge rusher. It's a position that has been a huge, persistent problem for this team, really since John Abraham was traded, and that was 15 years ago. They signed Carl Lawson last offseason. Of course, he ended up getting hurt and missing the season. He comes back this year, hopefully healthy, fingers crossed. But either way, they're going to need an impact edge rusher on the other side of him. They've got some rotational pieces, but they need a real home run hitter. We know who's at the top 
Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Trevon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, George Karloftis. We could go down the line of all these guys. Talk to me a little bit about what you think of the guys at the top, and then who are some of the others that the Jets might be able to snag if they decided to wait for some reason, maybe in the second round or even the mid to late rounds. So the interesting part about this edge class is it's very deep. You're going to be able to find day one starters on day two, which is not something that you can say often. Uh, Timo Risky of uh, PFF did a study where that he talked about how the rookie contracts uh, and how much excess value per position that you get an edge rusher was one of the highest ones giving an excess of $8.9 million in bonus value um, over the rookie contract based on what the market value of the player would be. So the market value of uh, Joey Bosa is about $27 million. Uh, the rookie contract's about 10. So he's giving you excess value of 17. That's kind of the epitome of the study. And when you draft a guy this high, you're expecting that kind of production. So when you look at this edge class, you're going to see a lot more high-end production from second-round guys than you are in years past, which really gets somebody like Joe Douglas thinking, okay, we have some top-end guys here, but if we can get, let's say, Iki Aquanu and then Garrett Wilson and then finish off like round two and maybe get two guys like Boye Mafe and Arnold Lebichetti, like, is there going to be that much of a drop-off between them and Kayvon Thibodeau? Like that's something you need to parse out. And it's what makes this really fascinating for a team like the Jets, because they have the opportunity to really maximize with four picks in the top 38. Um, And it's really going to come down to pick your, pick your poison. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is tremendous speed to power guy. He's got a little bit of bend off the edge, but it's not his forte. And there are some questions coming out of Oregon, which I think are a bunch of baloney Uh, or, Oregon guys just seem to be talked down, and I I don't really know why. I wonder if their staffers just love to gossip or what the deal is. But uh, when you watch him on tape, it doesn't look like there's any effort issues. Uh, it he is an absolute monster. He's averaging a pressure like at every four pass rush reps, which is just insane. Uh, and when you look at the other guys around him, uh, Hutchinson's going to be gone. Um, I think it would take a miracle for Hutchinson to still be there. You would have to have um, Trayvon Walker go one, Malik Willis go two, and then Evan Neal or Aikia Quantum go three for Hutchinson to be there. And I don't see that happening. The sports books think he's going number one overall. He's like minus 600 to go at number one. Um, so as great as he would be for the Jets, I just don't see that as a possibility. Trevon Walker is somebody that I think teams are talking themselves into. Um, he is an absolute maven in run defense. He's an alien moving in the open field, like, like just quick, fast, um, explosive, but he never figured out how to rush the passer. Uh, and some people say, well, it was because of lack of opportunity. I'm like, well, if you have opportunity and you're playing next to guys like Javon Carter, Devonte Wyatt, um, before the, uh, allegations that got him kicked off the team, Adam Anderson was a really good player. When you're playing with those three guys and you can't figure out how to rush the passer on your side and you're going to be going up against the one-on-ones consistently, I have a lot of questions. And with how deep pass rusher is in this draft, it's hard for me to want to take that kind of leap of faith, but I believe NFL teams will do it because they can talk themselves into just about anything. And we've seen that consistently over the years, taking guys who are way less proven over somebody that is proven because they think they can unlock something. 
And that Walker is a very interesting case of that. What can you unlock from it? I think that the pick at four, um, if he's there, should be Kayvon Thibodeau. You've, as you alluded to, you've had an issue at edge rusher for 15 years. Um, it's not really a, a curse per se, but you could almost call it the John Abraham curse because of just how frustrating it's been trying to replace that production at the position. Um, Thibodeau just would be an immediate difference maker. You put Carl Lawson on the other side, you have Jonathan Franklin Myers and Quinton Williams on the inside. Like that's a front four. And that's something like Joe Douglas is really prioritizing building through the trenches. Well, you've got pretty damn good trench play there. And then you can really start to focus on, Hey, we need to build up the secondary as well. So that, that would be the direction I would go. Um, if you want to wait until the back end of the first round to trade up or early second round, you can still get really good players. Um, uh, Boye Mafe is I thought he was going to test on the level of Daniel Hunter. He blew through that. He jumped over 41 inches in the vertical. He ran a four, five, three really good, quick, uh, 10 yard split. And he's an ascending player. He was part of a true rotation at the University of Minnesota where they kept guys fresh and he was explosive. He can win on the inside. He can win on the outside. He moves speed, power. He's got some technique and there's still stuff to unlock with him because he doesn't have all of his pass mushrooms completely refined. So you can really get something more out of him. And then, as I mentioned before, Ebiketti. Ebiketti is also an athletic maven. He's long, he's tall, he's quick, and at just a incredibly explosive around the perimeter. So you can get guys if you want to wait and say, hey, we're going to go Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson or Ikea Kwanu and Drake London. Or that there's just a myriad of ways you can go if you choose to prioritize edge later because of how deep this class is. I would still go Kayvon Thibodeau at four because I think he's he's just that good that you can't pass up a man of his talent. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You mentioned building in the trenches, so let's talk about the other side of the ball and the offensive line. You talked about Ike Mekwanu. Evan Neal is a tackle who is highly regarded, could go in the top 10. And then there are other players. Charles Cross, you go down the line later on in the draft, somebody like Zion Johnson. Now, on paper, the Jets have five guys that are ready to start. So I'm not sure that's the area that they decide to go in with pick four. They could, but there's certainly a strong possibility that they pick an offensive lineman at some point in this draft. Joe Douglas is a big offensive line guy. And somebody like Connor McGovern, for example, is only under contract for one more year, could very easily be gone at the end of this season. Maybe they grab a center, possibly an interior lineman, depth at tackle because Mekhi Becton and George Fant both have injury issues. Whatever the case may be, they're going to draft some offensive linemen. Tell me about who they should be looking at. Well, the interesting thing is you mentioned uh, both Fant and Becton is I've heard, one, they love Fant, and two, they are willing to move on from Becton, mainly because of those injury issues. And Becton was Joe Douglas' first um, ever selection for the Jets. And if you're going to move on from Becton, getting a guy like Evan Neal or Iki Aquano, that that's just plug and play. Uh, they're both a little bit different. Um, Evan Neal is way more explosive. He's a better athlete, just an absolute alien-looking human being. And in all the... All the best ways. Um, Aquanu, nasty finisher. Um, really technical with his pass uh, blocking sets. I'm a big Aquanu fan. I would prefer him over Neil for the Jets because I think he would just provide a little bit more stability. And right now with Zach Wilson, they, I think I would prioritize that over maybe a tad more ceiling, which I think is what Evan Neal would give you. And then Charles Cross, I don't know how great of a fit he would be because he is a pure pass blocker. Um, he's not a bad run blocker. He just hasn't done it a lot. And I think with the other two likely still on the board, I don't think Cross is necessarily going to be a selection. Maybe if you go offensive line at 10, you can talk about Charles Cross. In the second round, you have guys like uh, potentially Trevor Penning could be there. Tyler Linderbaum, the, uh, the center, he's got a little bit short arms. But if he had requisite arm length, let's say 33 inches, You'd be talking about Tyler Linderbaum having the same impact on the offensive line as Quentin Nelson did for the Colts in 2018. Just the ability to set the tone, be dynamic from day one. Like this is a guy who can do all those things. I would uh I would expect, like as you said, the Jets to take offensive line. There's some good ones early. If you don't go Linderbaum right away, um, you can get center later on. Uh Luke Fortner from Kentucky is a good one. Cam Jurgens, Nebraska. There are good centers that you can start year two that you can draft on day three. So there are a lot of different routes they can go. But if they go tackle early, look for Becton to be traded on draft day for a day two pick. And then the Jets to flip it and try and get something good for him. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would do that because Becton isn't really, really good when he's healthy. But the best availability is availability. So 
we'll see. Um, offensive line should definitely be a, a priority for the Jets, though. Defensive backfield. The Jets did add DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead this offseason, but they've still got some holes. Free safety. Right now, all they have is LaMarcus Joyner, and he's 32 years old coming off a major injury. Could be looking to add somebody in the draft as a possible starter. The cornerback situation. We've heard that Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles are thought of as borderline starters but not locked in we've heard the name sauce gardner we've heard the name kyle hamilton there are other guys that could be had perhaps later on in the draft talk to me a little bit about the guys at the top here that i just mentioned but also other players both at safety and at cornerback that you think could be legitimate options for the jets if not on day one then on day two and day three safety is a really interesting one because safeties are becoming much more valuable with how the there is becoming a shifting coverage to really playing uh, more shell and uh, giving cornerbacks more help because receivers are getting better and better. And that's due to the evolution of seven on seven camps uh, throughout the course of uh, youth football and really developing one quarterbacks and especially wide receivers. And we're really starting to see it. The last three receiver classes have arguably been the best three receiver classes in the history of football, even better than 2014, where you had OBJ, Stefan Diggs, et cetera, et cetera. So having good secondary play is becoming even more important than before. Kyle Hamilton would be a, a do-all fixer, um, especially with how Robert Sala likes to play cover three. You put him in an Earl Thomas role, uh, let him play center field, and we've seen the plays he can make going dang near sideline to sideline and making interceptions. Um, you could put him in the box for run support. My comfort Hamilton is Jamal Adams with pass rush, or, or sorry, with coverage ability. Because Jamal Adams could do a little bit of everything, but he wasn't great in coverage. Hamilton can do a little bit of everything, but he is great in coverage. Um, you can put him in the slot. You can ask him to play that deep middle. Uh, you can ask him pretty much to do whatever you want, and Hamilton's going to be able to succeed with it. Sometimes adding great football players is just the right way to go. It's going to be really hard for the Jets to make a true mistake at the top because of where their needs are and what the talent on the board is going to be. Hamilton's a guy they really need to look at. Sauce Gardner, too. Um, his comparison is, uh, especially when it comes to body type, is Richard Sherman. Tall, long. He's faster than Sherman. He's quicker than Sherman. And he has tremendous ball skills. In that style of defense, having a player like that is incredibly valuable. So Sauce Gardner needs that could possibly be a priority, even as high as four, because there are teams in between especially the New York Giants who prioritize man coverage corners with that Wink Martindale defense to potentially take him. Um, Derek Singley Jr. I'm out on in the top 20. I'm too worried about his lack of or his regression in tape from his freshman year. And he didn't do nearly as well in the next two years. And it wasn't just because of injuries. He was struggling and I didn't think the technique was there. I his ball production wasn't even close and he had six, six interceptions as a freshman, which is a lot. But at the same time, if you don't even get one, like your next 20 games, that's a red flag for me. Like what happened? Where's the difference? What, what changed? And uh, pair that with the Liz Frank injury. I'm just, I'm not willing to take that risk, even though his ceiling is Darrell Revis. It's, it's too big of a question mark for me to take that gamble. If he's available in round two, you take him every time. If he's available at 25, you take him. But in the top 10, I'm out. 
if a second round corners are really interesting as well, because you can take uh, potentially Florida's Kyir Elam, Clemson's Andrew Booth Jr. Both guys, I think would be day one starters. Um, Trent McDuffie from Washington, if he falls, because he didn't quite hit that 30 inch arm length is an interesting option. And McDuffie, if he fails a corner because of his lack of length, I think he would be a dynamite safety, but you always want to let a corner fail there before you move them because corner is inherently a more valuable position. Safety at the beginning of round two will be really good as well. Daxton Hill, Michigan, Lewis Seen from Georgia, both great football players, excellent athletes, can play in the slot, can really be a jack-of-all-trades kind of player to a small, little bit of a lesser extent than Hamilton. I think defensive back for the Jets makes a lot of sense early. Um, which route they go, corner or safety, will be very intriguing. Uh, but the nice part is whoever you take at safety, they can come down and play in the slot and essentially be a corner at times. So you can almost get a two for one special there. It, this draft has a lot of potential late uh, day, uh, late day two. Um, Tariq Woolen from UTSA, six, four, two, 10 ran a four, three, one 40. He's got flash plays. Like he's the best corner in football. And he's got plays where he looks like he's playing peewee. He's only played the position two years and he needs time, but the jets have, have a, like a two to three year window right now where they're trying to win at the, towards the end of Zach Wilson's rookie contract. They can afford to take a chance on a guy like Tariq Wolin to potentially become that incredible specimen at the position. Uh, Martin Everson from Mississippi state is another guy, just a really good football player tested better than expected. Uh, he's going to be available around two round three. And that's somebody you can come in and expect to play heavy minutes year one, which would be really nice as it just continue their rebuild. Definitely expect some secondary help. And there's a lot of different routes you can go with it. It's tough to say how they'll, how they'll attack it, but I would probably be looking at 35 and 38. Tyler, let's talk about the pass catchers because there is a lot of buzz about the Jets doing something there. They obviously tried to trade for Tyreek Hill. Now they enter the draft and you would think that they're going to pick a receiver, if not on day one, then on day two. Maybe they even pick one on day three as well. We know the guys at the top, the two Ohio State receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. There's Traylon Burks from Arkansas. There's Drake London from USC. Christian Watson, North Dakota State. Jamison Williams, who seems to be the forgotten man because of the injury, from Alabama. Jahan Dotson, Penn State. Jalen Tolbert from North Alabama. So there is a really good crop of receivers here. I'm not sure that any of these guys rises to the level of prospect that we saw last year with Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, and Jamar Chase, or even guys like CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. But there are a lot of good pass catchers here. Tight ends, too. Very deep tight end class. I don't think any of these guys are going in the first round, but Trey McBride is probably the top guy. And then you've got other guys like Ruckert, for example, who could be had on day two and day three. So talk to me a little bit about some of the options here for the Jets, both high in day one and maybe a little bit lower day two, day three at wide receiver and tight end. So the interesting part about the uh, pass catcher debate is their value. And we just saw Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill essentially de like destroy the market and spike up wide receiver contracts. And you have guys like Justin Jefferson who were just licking their chops and going, hey, I'm getting $30 million a year. Well, yeah, we can thank Bill O'Brien for that because he gave DeAndre Hopkins such a bad contract that two-year $54 million quasi-extension the Cardinals gave him 
was just to bring them up to the market value of about $21 million. But the new money is what was hyped by the Players Association, and that's what Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill got. They beat that new money average. So the value of rookie wide receiver contracts are going to become close to being as valuable as quarterback contracts. And I think the genesis of what the Chiefs and Packers did, uh, it could become a trend throughout the league where teams decide, hey, we love this guy, but we can get a haul for him. And it's there will be a team that will be like paying like a mercenary. And what kind of value are you going to get from that contract? So we could be seeing receivers, even though this is a deep receiver class and there's a history of round two receivers being really successful. We could see a potential of receiver going higher just because of that. And I think this class could be an epitome of it. It really depends on what you're looking for. Um, If you're the New York Jets, do you want a true big bodied X receiver like Drake London? who moves incredibly well for his size, has requisite speed, knows how to position his body and create separation utilizing it, but he's also not a burner. Um, you have Elijah Moore, who's who's a little bit more quick than fast, but he can take you deep. Corey Davis is a really nice Y uh, as a field stretcher, but he's not an elite speed guy either. Do you want to take Jamison Williams and have him be like that Tyreek Hill guy that you were trying to target? Um, Jamison Williams is not Tyreek Hill, but he does in a similar facet have elite start and stop ability where he can just, uh, take you deep 20 yards, do a quick stutter step, and then absolutely explode back out of the blocks and just burn coverage. Uh, that is a very special element to his game. He's phenomenal in the open field. He can go up and get the football. He's coming off a torn ACL. All reports are that the ACL tear was clean and that he should be hundred percent ready to go sometime in the middle of the season probably late October, early November. And it's not that big of a deal, in my opinion, for a team like the Jets to take that risk on him because they are not going to be competing this year, but next year is more likely the goal, especially with how much draft capital they have right now. So you can take that chance. Garrett Wilson, um, Connor Rogers, who I know a lot of Jets fans know really well, uh, compared him to Calvin Ridley, and I can't unsee it. Just the way that they move, how technical they are and explosive uh, coming out of breaks. Um, just all those little nuanced details just makes a ton of sense. Um, and my personal favorite wide receiver in this class is Chris Olave. I relate him to Justin Jefferson. He's going to get overlooked because of this, that, or the other thing, but the man gets open. He's fantastic route runner, like explosive in and out of cuts. He doesn't have the best vertical and he's okay in contested catch situations. But in the offense that Mike LeFleur runs, you can run him on deep crossers. You can get him on a lot of comebacks. You can do a lot of things to get him the ball in space, and he'll be fine. Um, He doesn't have near the play strength of Garrett Wilson, which could become a hindrance, but I think he can develop a little bit better play strength so he doesn't just uh, go down the second he gets touched. But overall, this is probably a good year to go high with wide receiver. Second round, you're talking Jahan Dotson, really good with the ball in his hands in the open field, Christian Watson, who likened himself to Debo Samuel, 6'4", 210. And he needs some work because just at NDSU, they did not utilize the passing game. They ran every run concept under the book, and they were great at it. Christian Watson knows how to block, which is very important in the wide zone for your wide receivers. They need to be good blockers. Um, But he needs some uh, growth as far as just uh, the little nuance elements of being wide receiver. And the last two guys we'll talk about Sky Moore, Western Michigan, 
Calvin Austin, the third from Memphis. Both are quicker than a hiccup. Calvin Austin, the third's uh, athletic profile compares directly to Tyreek Hill. They're both 90th percentile or higher in all quickness and speed drills. Just tremendous athletes. And Sky Moore, very technical and explosive. Uh, knows how to win at the line of scrimmage and just blow by you, both with technique and speed. Uh, he's He plays bigger than his size at 5'9 and a half, uh, which is always a good sign. And Calvin Austin's 5'7", uh, 175. But he showed at the Senior Bowl that he can be a true wide receiver when most of his touches at Memphis were just designed to get him the football in space, kind of manufactured. But it, it the Jets, there's a lot of different routes you can take, and I don't think any of them are bad. But because of how things have progressed with wide receiver contracts, I would expect them to go with a wide receiver at 10 to try and maximize uh, that rookie contract. Let's talk a little bit about the other positions that we haven't addressed yet, namely running back, linebacker, and interior defensive line. Doesn't seem like linebacker is a huge priority for the Jets, but there has been some buzz that a player like N'Kobe Dean could fall all the way to the second round. If that happens, maybe the Jets pounce. Maybe they go and get somebody in the mid to late rounds. So worth keeping an eye on the position for that, even if they're not going to do it very early on, unless something like N'Kobe Dean falling happens. Take a look at the interior defensive line. They could use some depth there with Salah's rotation. They're always looking for bodies. I don't think it's going to happen early, but maybe in the mid to late rounds. And running back. I don't think they're picking one on day one, but maybe on day two at pick 69 and certainly a possibility with one of those fourth or fifth round picks they have. They could use a big bruiser back who can run in this scheme to go along with Michael Carter, who's a smaller guy. You don't want to wear him out. You'd really prefer he get 10 to 12 touches a game. So you'd like to get a running back that's a good complement to him and can really open up that offense and make it more about the running game and wearing out opposing defenses. Talk to me a little bit about these three positions and some options for the Jets here. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to give you this year's Elijah Mitchell, and that's Pierre Strong Jr. Uh, South Dakota State back. Uh, has really good size, 5'11", like 210, explosive, 4'3", 740, and you see it in the open field. And he's also got tremendous vision, which is the most important trait when it comes to a wide zone back. He knows how to see the field. He knows how to take advantage of open lanes. And he he is a guy that I absolutely love in like round four. Um, he could even sneak in round three because I think he's just that talented of a football player. Um, there really isn't a hole to his game. But, and I think he's going to be overlooked a little bit coming from the FCS level. So that is a name to really keep an eye on uh, as far as running back. I don't think you need to go uh, somebody like Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller. Um, there's just not – it's just not value-wise smart for the Jets considering everything else they need. Um, another guy that you could target is Florida's Damian Pierce, just a big, thick guy, like 5'11", 220, ran a fast 40, squats over 700 pounds and you see that in how uh, initially explosive he is going uh, through the hole uh, he knows how to bounce off tacklers because he's got that really thick lower half and he runs through contact well but um and he's a great pass catcher so you're going to be able to utilize him on third downs in both uh catching the football and blocking which is a really important element that doesn't get talked about nearly as much as it should um those would be two guys that I would be really heavily considering. Um, Iowa's Tyler Goodson, who um, 
my uh, my guy uh, Thor Nystrom calls uh, Spin Shady. Um, really interesting, fun player, but he does he is a little bit smaller, kind of like Michael Carter. So I don't know if you want to double up there, but a, another very good running back that you can utilize in that system. Linebacker has a lot of guys on day two, day three that you can utilize in this system. Uh, Chad Muma out of Wyoming, just a really complete linebacker. Yeah, you're not going to take him off the field on third downs. You're going to, he's great in space, sees the field really well, and is a really good athlete. Uh, basically, just everything you want in your, in a 2022 linebacker, going to be able to cover. Uh, players in the open field. And that's something that's incredibly valuable. Leo Chanel from Wisconsin tested athletically outstanding. I think he was a 99.7 percentile athlete, according to relative athletic score. He doesn't move that way in pass coverage. He's got stiffer hips, but if he can loosen those up a little bit, he's a dynamic run defender and a pass rusher having grades above 89.9 for both of them. Um, and you can, if you utilize him in the pass rush, that, that might ease some of the concerns about edge, um, especially early because he can do a little bit of everything and is a phenomenal blitzer. But those stiff hips are really going to hurt. Um, the last guy is a little bit of a sleeper who's been rising up draft boards. Troy Anderson from Montana State uh, was a running back a couple of years ago and then moved over to the defensive side of the football. Um, very quick, explosive in the open field knows how to shoot gaps really well, can play coverage, um, does everything that, that I kind of mentioned Muma can do, just a well-rounded linebacker, and he, there's still room to grow. So he's probably a third-round guy because that that ceiling is higher, but the floor is too, in a similar way to uh, Chas Surratt coming out last year because Surratt also made the transition from uh, a skill position coming from quarterback uh, to linebacker. They're both tackling machines, but – you have to be careful because are they ever going to truly reach that pro potential because of the limited experience in college um, defensive tackle. There aren't a ton of guys that are really worth talking about in the later rounds. Obviously you have your early round guys. You have your Devonte Wyatt's uh, your Jordan Davis, which Jordan Davis next to uh, Quinn Williams, as much as it's not going to happen would be a lot of fun. Um, day two guys that are interesting. Travis Jones out of Connecticut. Um, I think he is like, you got Jordan Davis in tier one, Travis Jones in tier two, um, not quite as freak of an athlete, but a great one, especially for his size at six, four, three, 24 knows how to rush the passer, just dominant and clogging up rushing lanes. Knows can play a one gap or a two gap system. Uh, he is somebody that I really like. Logan Hall is more of a three technique. Logan Hall is interesting because he's six, five and seven eights. And only 283, and he has incredible length and plays inside. Uh, he just knows how to win utilizing his body. He's got power in those long arms, and his punch is superb. But he's really uh, quicker than a hiccup off of football. Um, those are a couple of day two guys I really like. DeMarvin Leo is more of a hybrid uh, three-technique edge guy. I think he would be best suited in a 3-4. Um and later on in the draft, you can get some of like the really big boys. Uh, Neil Farrell's an interesting one. Zach Carter from Florida played some edge. Um, Chris Hinton, I think, would be a nice uh, backup to Jonathan Franklin Myers. You can probably get him round five, round six. Just a, um, if you remember his dad, his dad was a part of the John Elway trade. 
because the Broncos picked uh, guard Chris Hinton fourth overall in 1983, and he ended up going to the uh, then Baltimore Colts. Um, so it's a it's a really cool uh, backstory for him. Defensive tackle doesn't have near uh, near depth this year, just like last year. But if you want a guy, day two is going to be that sweet spot. Um, I don't think that value wise for everything the Jets need that it would be smart to go in that direction. Tyler Fornis covering college football in the NFL draft for NBC Sports. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about all the prospects and the Jets options with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out all of your work and everything you're doing right now, how can they get a hold of you on social media and how can they read what you're putting out there? Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at The Real Forno. I have a eight part series coming out where I am uh, doing it with Kyle Dvorak of the NFL side, where we're identifying team needs and then different uh players in within their first uh three round selections so that's going to start next week with the um afc and nfc west i have uh stuff coming out also for the vikings wire where i do a mock draft roundup where i just um identify um who the experts pick for the vikings in round one and then i kind of break it down um so far Derek stingley jr is leading the pack by far this week i think he has six experts uh sending him to the vikings um, and then just uh, doing a lot of stuff with uh, Climbing the Pocket, which is, does all the video for the Daily Norseman. Um, I have my own show Monday nights called The Real Forno Show. Um, I've got Eric Edholm coming on Monday night, 8 central time on the Climbing the Pocket YouTube channel where we're just going to talk NFL draft. We're going to focus on edge rushers, which I know is something that Jets fans are uh, really focused on for good reason. So if you want to hear uh, Eric and I talk uh, about – um, edge rushers and how they kind of fit in in the NFL. Um, make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out everything Tyler is doing and follow him on Twitter. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up there right now. If you want to check out a bunch of the draft prospects that Tyler and I discussed today on the show, there's videos up there with all 22 breakdowns. So watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.